Hey everybody, welcome back to Pillow Talk with Mark and Dee, the podcast where we just talk. I'm Dee, and I'm here with my wonderful boyfriend. Hey, and I'm Mark. How's it going? Not bad. We have an exciting episode tonight. We have a very, very, very special guest, our most important guest this far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm super excited. Today we have on my grandpa, or who we're going to be calling, my Opa. Opa. Yeah. Welcome, Opa. Well, I'm glad to be here. We're so happy to have you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah. um, Today, we're going to just be talking to uh, my Opa about his life, life lessons and his story and just trying to, you know, it's important to hear previous generations life experiences and hopefully gain something from it. So absolutely. The reason we're here is because of this man. The reason Mark's here is because of this man. So if you guys get the opportunity to have this kind of a conversation with your grandparents and kind of the older generation in your family, highly, highly recommend. Yeah. Um, So before we get into the episode, we're just going to do some quick little housekeeping things. If you want to get hold of us, message us at pillowtalk at gmail.com. Pillow talk with Mark and B. (laughs) You know, there's emails out there. Just search pillow talk with Mark and B. You'll find it. Um, and also don't forget to support the show on Patreon. Uh, one buck a month can help a lot. Absolutely. Cool. So, Opa, let's talk about you. Um, you first, well, let's start. You were born in Germany, um, a place in Germany that no longer actually belongs to Germany. That belongs to Poland right now. It's close to Danzig. Okay, okay. Um, and how old are you? Just so we can get a little gauge. Right now, yeah, I'm 85 years young. Oh, 85 yeah. 85 years and, young. And he means that. You're still driving around, looking after cats on your farm, all types of shenanigans. All birds. Birds. <laughs> yep. Awesome. So when you, um, you, let's start with a little bit more about your family. So you have one sister. One sister in Germany. One sister in Fort Wayne, Indiana, and I live in Canada. Wow. Nice. Lots of distance between you guys, hey? Yeah, and my mom visited us at least 23 times. She Whoa. can almost tell the pilot where to go. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's amazing. So when did you move to Canada? I immigrated 1956. Amazing. My parents... And I had an uncle here in Canada. They decided I have a better future in Canada. Okay. Can you tell me about your life before you moved to Canada? What was it like growing up in Germany? Well, it was almost the same than Canada. You were free. You could do whatever you want. And I learned the trade of the machine operator in the flour mill. Nice. Okay, so before you came to Canada, you were a machine operator. You made flour and feed, right? That's right. Awesome. Then you moved to Canada when you were 20. Yes. And what did you do after for work? For two years, I worked as a laborer on construction. And then I decided uh, one year I worked in the mill. And the reason I got that job is... There were quite a few people ahead of me, <clears throat> but the guy who did the hiring was from Germany as well. Nice. It, cool. He knew the apprenticeship part. He went to the same milling school what I did, but <laughs> obviously 
he was a little bit older than me. Yeah. Amazing. Making connections right off the bat. <laughs> and then he hired me. Nice. That's awesome. We'll get back into kind of like your early immigration life because I'm super like curious some things about it because, yeah, you, you didn't speak English when you moved Not here. Not one word. Not one word. What was that like? Well, when I went into the coffee shop, I checked other tables and if I liked what they had on the plates, I pointed to the waitress. <laughs> Jeez. That's what I want. Yeah. The international symbol for I want is just pointing, yeah? Check the price list first if I had enough money to pay for it. <laughs> How long do you think it took before you kind of really picked it up? Oh, a couple of years most. What, what was the most difficult part about moving to Canada? Well, I was all excited about it and the... the no, that that was uh, okay. Awesome. Yeah, you're just driven by excitement and new potential, new opportunity. A single man on the land in <laughs> Canada. Yeah. But you weren't single for long, right? No, I uh, took me six years to. I was six years in Canada when I got married. Okay, nice. so tell us how you met Oma. I met Oma on the dance. Oh, Ooh, a dance it, night. It wasn't in a German club either. It was just in English. Amazing. Did you have some some line that you that worked with her? No. <laughs> no. But she looked like a German person, and so I. So you leaned into it a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. <laughs> and then you guys got married a couple years after you met, right? No, four years. Okay. Four years, okay. Four, four years. five years. Yeah. Yes. And cool. then you guys had kids. Well, after we got married. Yes, yeah. yes, of course, of course. <laughs> and you guys had three kids, right? Three kids, uh, one girl and two boys. And the girl being the oldest, being Mark's mom. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. And then the two are my uncles, in case anyone can draw that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so after you kind of got that internship and everything, where did your career go then? I lived in a place for room and board in the basement with uh, three other guys. <laughs> and the room wasn't much bigger than this. Wow, <laughs> that's not very big. <laughs> <laughs> but this was a place to, we were getting one meal and the lunch we have to make ourselves. Hmm. Okay, interesting. Yeah, so it's just like a little dorm type room, hey, just four guys. It was a normal house Oh, okay. we lived in the basement. Oh, okay, 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 cool. With a, with a family? But they lived upstairs. They lived upstairs. And they lived yeah. downstairs. And they had these old furnace took almost the whole basement. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. That's so funny. Um, and then you became a plumber eventually, right? Yeah. Then I decided I wasn't making enough money in the mill and I can do better than that. And uh, when I had the work night shift i had every two weeks i made the tour it took 
me six months to find a job. Some outfits, they wanted to hire me as a labor. Yeah. But I had a job as a labor. I was... You're ready for that next one, that next better job, yeah. 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 But then I took a cut in wages when I started the plumbing job. But uh, it was like this. The first year I took a cut. The second year as a plumber's apprentice, I made about the same if I stayed in the mill. Mm. And then after that, I made almost double. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Now, I have never heard about this. All I know is that you started a pig farm. <laughs> how did that happen? Yeah, how'd you go from plumber to pig farmer? <laughs> well, that is very simple. I worked three months for a company, and my partner worked 18 years for that company. Yeah. Obviously, he was little older than me, and they laid him in kept me oh okay and that bothered me hmm. uh, okay and uh, then i decided grain farming was out that cost too much money and pigs there was an opportunity to to get the pig farm and i bought the pig farm crazy wow. at the biggest how many pigs did you have at that time, I had 800 pigs. Whoa, that's a pig farm. <laughs> My goodness. Yeah, it, it's funny. Uh, you know, you drive up to the farm and you could smell it from five minutes away as you're pulling up. You wake up from your nap going to the Opus house and, <laughs> oh, we must be getting close. I smell all the pigs. <laughs> that's awesome. Good for you. And what was the most challenging part of doing that farm? That's a huge, huge. The biggest part was getting it financed. Mm. Yeah. I applied for loan and they asked me two questions. If you ever worked on the pig farm and I would never shovel shit for somebody else. <laughs> it's got to be my own. <laughs> <laughs> and Fair. I didn't have a degree in animal science or... Ah. Husbandry, I think, yeah. So, so they didn't give me no money no more interesting but the owner financed me whoa but, but he knew my background yeah he knew my grandparents where i came from and yeah and so that guy really did you like a big solid then he changed your life well i had half of the money yeah for down payment okay that's awesome so he could lose much then he would if I screwed up, yeah, it takes the farm back. Yeah, right, right, cool. right. But how long did you have the farm running for? Or how long was it running before you kind of took oh, took a step he, away? He had it for three, four years. So okay, it was a three-year-old house on it, and it was a pretty good business. Awesome. Yeah. So then you started it in seventy-two, right? You jumped in on that yeah, in seventy-two. Yeah. And how long were you working on the farm before taking a step back? Well, I took the farm over right away in 72. No, uh, how long did you work until you gave it to uh, your two boys? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, uh, yeah, now now your boys. 20 years, and then the boys came home, and yeah. then they... Then I worked for the boys, and my wages was nothing. <laughs> <laughs> they took it over, hey? <laughs> did, 
did they always basically want to do the farm? Like that was kind of always their goal? Well, I told them when they went to school, they had to learn a trade first. Yeah. And when I told them, learn a trade what's related to farming in yeah. case if you want to come back. Mm. Yeah. I know one of them became like a, like a heavy-duty mechanic or a mechanic. What, what did the other one become? Get a ticket for well, he had to serve three years as an apprentice for a company. Mm. Mm. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So then for the last 30 years, you've kind of taken a step back from the farm. You've yeah. been traveling. Yeah, I've been 30 years to Yuma, Arizona and enjoyed the sunshine. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when Usually when I picture you in my mind, it's shirtless on a beach and you're just golden brown. Yeah, just That's how I, yeah, yeah. There, there was no beach in Yuma. But just, just desert, either yeah. way, yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. So I kind of want to go over some of the things throughout your life. You've obviously been, you've been around for a while, you've seen some things. So I kind of want to talk about just different things that you've learned different things that you'd want us to know at our age, different pieces of advice in marriage, life, work, all of that kind of and, stuff. And you have to tell me at least one thing about Oma eventually that you don't think I knew about her. Well, but she, she was a nice woman. She was. She was. I knew that about it, though. <laughs> well, we can think about that for a second. Um, so let's go into what is one of the biggest things that you would tell somebody our age? I don't know. Well, you've got to work and save some money for later on in life because you gotta, you got to make some money when you're young. Later on, once you hit my age, then it's a little harder to make <laughs> little money. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then the other thing, you, you kind of mentioned this earlier too. You're like, don't go into debt, work hard. Not too hard. Yeah. Yeah. That not, yeah. There, there's good debt. Like owning a home is good debt yeah, and yeah. there's bad debt. And yeah. that's one thing too, like growing up, like you definitely kind of must instilled that in my mom. Cause she doesn't do any, any debt and that never got passed on to me. I still don't even have a credit card. Yeah. So live within your means. Yeah. Somehow oh, that, that's important. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah, like it that's one thing like with uh my your side of the family, my mom's side, it it seems like everyone is very responsible financially and kind of is doing things very to frugal. Uh, yeah, I don't need, Yeah, I don't know about frugal. Maybe in the early years, but <laughs> um yeah, just just money responsible, mm-hmm. you know. Um Is that something that you instilled in them or did they pick that up? On their own. Well, I still don't throw money away. <laughs> yeah. Um, moving to from Germany to Canada. Um, did how long did that take? Like, did you know you were coming to Calgary area, yeah, and that yeah. was the first thing? Yeah, I stopped at the in Saskatchewan and. On my uncle's farm. Okay. And, but my ticket was Calgary. Yeah. And, and what made you choose Calgary? Because my uncle lived in Calgary. Okay, 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 yeah. And they had a place 
for a woman board for me. Sure. And I was the longest boarder they had. <laughs> I lived there six years till I got married. Wow. <laughs> what was the thing you missed most about leaving Germany? Well, I adapted to Canada and I liked the, the opportunity. You just never looked back? That's right. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. And I never, we were referee in Germany because we lost, my parents lost everything. Yeah. Uh, so you moved in a time of war? Well, that was shortly after the war. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, that makes sense. Yeah, I, I can't imagine moving all the way across the world. And like nowadays with the internet and stuff like that, it seems so feasible. But like back then, that's so crazy. Yeah, like, you had no idea what it was going to look like. You're a, you're a hardcore individual, Opa. You're Absolutely. <laughs> well, if I get the farm back now, yeah, I wouldn't be able to operate. All the machines are... Uh, Fancy. Copy. Computerized and yeah. Uh, yeah, and the only thing what hasn't changed is the shovel work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <Lucky you. laughs> uh, growing up, you, you like you had a farm, you had ponies and stuff, and I I've shoveled some of that pony shit before with you, and yeah, <laughs> but w- one memory I have is we were trimming the hooves of your ponies, and I had to hold the foot. And you were trimming it, and I guess the horse bucked a little bit, and you trim a little too close on the hoof, and the horse was bleeding everywhere all of a sudden. So the horse was bleeding all over my hands, and you're like, don't let go. If you let go, that's not going to be good. But you were just so calm about it. So I just kept holding, and I'm getting blood on my hand, and you finish what you had to do, and you're like, okay, that's all. How old were you? I don't know. Like, let's call her, like, maybe 12. Oh, my God. It was crazy. It was traumatizing. It was a situation, but it was like... I don't know. I I always loved going to the farm and just going and looking at all your birds and your rabbits and just everything. Like Yeah. Let's talk about the birds. When did you yeah, start? You're... Can you explain the bird setup that you have? <laughs> the birds I always had pigeons even in Germany. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. I had homing pigeons and I was even when I lived in Calgary, I had the pigeons uh, and flew them homing Pigeons on competition. Uh, yeah, they have homing pigeon competitions? Yeah. I didn't know yeah. that. And did you teach these pigeons how to do that? Yes. Amazing. What's that process? How did you do that? Well, you take it uh, five kilometers away and let them go. Ah, uh, and they'll just go back home? <laughs> yes. And then the next trip is 10 kilo- kilometers. And that. You keep them in shape just like a racing horse. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, yeah, and you, you've had like your pigeons and weddings and stuff for people. Yeah, and... sometimes I got white pigeons and you release them on weddings. <laughs> wow. So sh- the thing is you sell them and you still got them. <laughs> and they'll come back. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Genius. 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 A money-making machine. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, but I didn't do that too often. <laughs> no. Amazing. So at your peak, outside of the farm animals, like you've had goats, you've had chickens, you've had pigeons. Goats, uh, those weren't fine. But I had a few chickens, but just on a small 
skill. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. But you've always liked having animals around. Yes. What is your favorite animal? Ever. Well, there was the pigs because <laughs> they put bread and butter on the table. Fair, fair enough. <laughs> pigs bringing money. I like it. Amazing. Yeah. Um, I, I've gotten uh, animals from you before. It seems like, yeah, I go over there and then I take cats home when I, when yeah, I see you, you. So You got two cats from the, the It's just, yeah. But when I entered Canada, I was, I entered, when I arrived in Calgary, I had $5 in my pocket. Wow. And I owned $300 to somebody. And for $300, you could buy a lot and build a house. Yeah. Whoa. So that's how I started. Wow. Yeah. Three hundred dollar debts. Wow, for three hundred bucks, hey? Okay. Yeah, <laughs> things have in, changed. In '62, you could buy a lot in Calgary for three hundred dollars. Amazing! Yeah. Wow, yeah. the world has changed a little bit. <laughs> so, when you met Oma, what was that like? How did you decide? Like, what? How did you know you were going to marry her? What did that look like? Did you have a bunch of family at the wedding? Was there no family? Oh, yeah. oh, good. She got the big family. She came to Canada with with the whole family. Mm. She's got uh, three sisters and a brother. and Yeah. Amazing. And you guys were married for how long before she passed away? Well, almost 50 Four months short on 50 years. Wow, that's a long time. And I always said I had 50 years training under my belt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 50 good years. Amazing. Uh, yeah, that's so crazy. That's like, I don't know anyone else who's, who, who got that close, you know. To 50 years, yeah. Yeah. What's one of the most important things you think is, yeah, what's most important when it comes to a relationship? Well, that you get along and trust each other. and Is there one secret that you would say is the secret to keeping a marriage long enough for 50 years to come by? Well, you have to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. over-communicate. That, that's one thing with this podcast that me and B have really been trying to do is, you know, just really talking about everything and being safe and open that if we do have concerns, I know I can approach her be honest with my feelings, have a nice conversation and try to reach some type of conclusion. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like honesty, you got it. Yeah. For real. That's the thing. Um, you can't, you can't help the other person if you don't know what they're trying to do, you know? Mm-hmm. Now you guys were married for obviously a very, very long time and she passed away a few years ago. How was that? Like, how did, how do you deal with grief from a 50 year relationship? Yeah. Well, to be honest, I was actually pretty happy that she did pass away because this way I didn't have to see her suffer for yeah. too long. Because yeah. she was sick when she passed away. Yeah, right? so yeah. she she had cancer, and you might remember a lot better than me. I was I was around eighteen, so this was like ten years ago. Mm. Um, but yeah, she went quick. It was only a couple months. Like she got cancer, fought it off, l- survived another five years, maybe or something like that, no. and then. 12 years. Another wow. 12 years. Okay, yeah. And then she got it again, and it was like a couple months, and it was... Yeah, then it was gone. And then yeah. I was happy she passed away yeah. because I... 
she wasn't that suffering. That was the best for her. Yeah. It was tough for me, but uh, yeah. best for her that uh, I didn't have to see her suffer. That's beautiful. Um, can I ask when you're unable to kind of make choices, do you want to live on? Do you want to be out? How do you want to go out of this yeah. world, Opa? The most important thing to me is that I don't lose my mind. Yeah. Yeah. I've said okay. that too. So as long as you're still kind of able to process, you're you're happy to live. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I I like that standard, you know. <laughs> so let's talk about the health thing because you've had some health issues of your own, right? Yeah, I five years ago I had a stroke and I was four months in the hospital. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, I couldn't lose too much of my mind. There wasn't too much there to start with. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that must have changed everything for you because you're obviously very active, very mobile. Yeah, well, after I got out of the hospital, the most important thing is getting my diver's license back and mm-hmm. took me a week to get my diver's <laughs> license nice. back. But I had to make it. A driver's test. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but like during your stroke, you lost like the ability to speak and you had to like I retrain yourself English. had to learn how to walk and how yeah. to wow. speak and I couldn't even wipe my bum. Wow. Yeah, man. So how long till you were kind of back where you're at now? Well, it went pretty fast because I was in one month in a rehab. Right. Center. Okay. And that most of the time I did everything double they asked me to do. (laughs) Good for you. Hardworking. You're on a mission. Yeah, hardworking German man. That's awesome. Oh, Opa. I'm so excited that you're here right now talking to us. Um, During your stroke and stuff, in the hospital, did, did you... Were you ever afraid that that was the time? Was like that was the no, end? No, I wasn't. Never. About it. Never. You knew, okay? you, you knew you were going to be kicking the bucket for years to come. No, that I didn't <laughs> know. I uh, for a while I didn't even know my name. Mm, yeah. Right. So you weren't really thinking like that. Hmm. No. Fair enough. Are you afraid of death? No. Why? I got all the loose ends tied up. Your family's taken <laughs> like care that, of. Yeah. Your wife's gone. Yeah. The- Perfect. That's a that's a great way to look at it. <laughs> cool. And uh, my offspring don't have to wait till I die till they get some money I uh, got left over. They got all my money over. <laughs> <laughs> They're on top of it already. <laughs> Amazing. Um. Yeah. I, I don't know what. What's the story about Oma that yeah. I have not heard? Tell me something from any time in your life with her. She was pretty strict with kids living together before the, they're married. Uh-oh. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we would have got an earful, but. <laughs> okay. I'm getting all blushy now. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of a memory I had. The only memory I really have right now is she always just had pop around. Oh. Yeah, and I remember sneaking into the into your little storage unit and taking a Coke and be like, oh, and I'm sure, I'm sure Oma wasn't drinking Coke herself, so I know she was buying that for either you or the grandchildren <laughs> or someone else. Um, Speaking of drinks, you make your own wine. <laughs> yes. 
Tell us about that. How did you get into that? Well, some friends, uh, they showed me how to do it. And this, uh, it, it don't cost very, very much. And I buy five gallon pail juice and then put it in cowboys and then let it, uh, uh, there is no chemicals in it. and nice. uh, Just grapes. Grapes. <laughs> grapes. Just, just the juice. Yeah. That's awesome. And how long have you been doing that for? Oh, four years. Nice. Four, five years. Nice. Yeah, every time we go to Opus House, we get like pie and some <laughs> wine. And... <Yeah. laughs> uh, what other kind of hobbies do you have to occupy your old age? You got your birds going on. You got great winemaking. Yeah, and then right now I'm stretching my afternoon nap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You got a little more time for that, do you? <laughs> yeah, and then when I can't sleep at night, usually that nap was a little bit too long. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I struggle with that sometimes. <laughs> Amazing. Um, well, that's, that's 30 minutes. That's the perfect amount of time. I think, um, you know, we got to hear some nice stories. We got to hear some. What's uh, one thing that you have to say to everybody listening right now across the world? There are people listening across the world. So what's one thing that you would tell somebody? Well, if you have a goal, you, you got to work towards it and, and handle your money, not foolishness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, no, it, it seems like such a simple lesson. You got to work, but so many people don't. Yeah. So many people think you don't have to work to survive. Just stay in mom's basement. Don't spend the money you're trying to make tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Yeah. If you don't have it, don't spend it. Yeah. No, there's definitely like uh, some aspects that somehow just, you know, you, you taught my mom and she taught me like the hardworking, you know, be motivated, be good with your money. Complete projects. If Complete you start something, projects. finish yeah. it. Then, yeah, it's. You're, you're an amazing man. You're such a great influence for yeah. all of us in the family. You're, you're a man of few words, but great impact. And great jokes. <laughs> yeah, jeez. <laughs> He's blushing over there. <laughs> thank you again so much for doing this with us. It's been such a good conversation. Yeah, thank you so much, Opa. Okay, you're welcome. <laughs> um, so uh, that's our little bonus episode that we got. Um, our yeah. very first guest. Our very first guest. One of the most important people in the family. Mm -hmm. Um, so if you want to, uh, get a hold of us, if you want to tell us the stories that you've learned about your grandparents over the, because you are definitely going to go have these conversations yeah, go, with your grandparents, go talk to your grandparents. Uh, you can send us, uh, some messages at pillow talk with Mark and B at gmail.com or check us out on Instagram at pillow talk with Mark and B or Twitter at PT with Mark and B. Or if you want to support the show, check us out <laughs> at pillow talk with Mark and B. All uh, of that is in the you podcast, know. podcast description below. Exactly. There's a whole bunch of stuff there, but yeah, that's, that's the episode. Thank Thanks again. Thanks, Thanks listeners. So and uh, see you all later. <laughs> <laughs>